Welcome back to the Queer Black Girlfriends podcast. It's India. Hey, and it's Brittany. What is up? How have you been, B? I am great. I am great. I'm happy to be back recording with you before the holidays. So, and I'm happy and excited to see you next week. So, yes, that is definitely a plus. T-Day shenanigans. Oh, I'm scared. Um, <laughs> I will be bringing pumpkin spice anything I can find because can apparently you're not a fan. You can keep that shit. Okay. Wow. Okay. All that I may have to rethink this. <laughs> now, have you tasted it? I don't need to. See, that's what I was saying. I, I said that all the way up until this year. I don't need to taste it because everybody's saying it's basic. It's not good. And then I tasted it, Brittany. Brittany. You look I like drank, one of those people I drank that like a gallon pumpkin. the first day. Uh-uh. Do you eat pumpkin pie too? No. Mm-hmm. I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> you probably eat pumpkin pie over sweet potato. I don't trust you. I don't eat pumpkin pie. I'm actually not really a pie fan, but I will like stumble through some sweet potato pie during the holidays. Because I like sweet potatoes. I just, I don't really like pie. You are interesting. Do you no. eat the yams? Yeah. That's the same damn thing. I don't, I don't know. It's something about it. It's just, it's not as good, I don't think. Oh Lord! Well, what are you looking? Yeah, just a little bit, especially mine. <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Um, well, uh, I can't talk the holidays <laughs> and being around your family and your loved ones. Yeah, I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Um, me and my wife were just talking. Like, we visited Indiana like 17 fucking times this year. <laughs> like, oh my god, can we just move and be in the fucking state that we moved to? Mm -hmm. So. This is our last trip out to the Midwest this year, and I'm excited to see everybody, even though we just come back. We just got back from the Midwest, like, what, seven days ago, I think? So I just saw everybody, but this time we're staying a full week so we can see our indie people. We can see our people back home, and I'm also excited to just eat the food. Like, mm. I had White Castle last week oh my god i was so excited girl i had white castle in months do you understand oh, me <laughs> of all the things oh it's so good i love white castle so much so yeah aside from seeing family and friends and loved ones and all that good stuff i am excited for the food thanksgiving food and also like my hometown staple foods like hell yeah what about you what are you excited for other than seeing me live and in color <laughs> <laughs> definitely color um honestly i feel like you know when you get married and well i have a bonus child it's kind of like starting new traditions mm -hmm. so i'm excited about that um my most of my family will be in town for christmas instead of thanksgiving so mm -hmm. our thanksgiving will be more small and intimate and just starting new traditions so i'm excited about that part yes oh i'm such a big fan of new traditions we started to do seafood Christmases mm -hmm. like oh man it's got to be like a decade in like in at this point when I was in high school my mom was like what do you want to eat like for Christmas like we just had the Thanksgiving food so you know let's not do mm -hmm. that again what do y'all want to do and we were like "Ooh, seafood 
all the seafood fish and shrimp and crab legs they had crawfish just mm. seafood lasagna seafood mac and yes. cheese it was so good and we've been doing that for like yeah probably like a decade at this point and it just gets better and better each year oh that sounds so good and yeah i don't like eating the same food twice so we normally eat just like a smaller something just like different on mm-hmm. christmas and i because i don't want to do all that again that's a lot of work it's a it lot of is. a lot of work my mom already talking about yeah i'm gonna start cooking on the 22nd i said the 22nd, the 22nd. what are you cooking <laughs> you're gonna cook it and freeze it like what what mama's secret is this <laughs> i am prepping my food the day before just because i don't i want to watch christmas movies and yes. relax and drink all day i don't want to be cooking and be on my feet all day so i am gonna prep most of it the day before Oh my goodness. So when you celebrate the holidays, are you like the hosting house? Like do people spend the night and stuff like that with you? Um, so they don't spend the night just because everybody already lives here and we just mm-hmm. kind of like all being in our space anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you tell. But normally um my mom's house is the hosting house, but last was it last year? The year before that I hosted and it yeah. was nice, but I realized the stress. <laughs> The and like all of the work that my mom did, I finally realized it because usually I would like bring a dish and yeah. I did everything. So I was like, oh, this this not that fun. <laughs> my back hurt, feet. Oh, and then when you you didn't taste it everything to get it right, you're not even really hungry when it's time to eat. Nope. And that's why every time on holidays, it's my mama in the back of my mind in the corner, <laughs> sipping tea or sipping coffee. Cause she not eating. She done ate all the mm-hmm. things. She done tasted all the things. She just back there in her little dress, just watching yep. her family. I used to be like, oh hey, girl. <laughs> what now that's you. <laughs> Girl, so yes, and we're we're having a later Thanksgiving because we get him later. So I'm like, hopefully I'll be hungry then. So we'll see, we'll see. Yes, I love Uh, the holidays. I feel like it. Maybe the holidays like depends for people because there are some people that I know that are like, no, fuck the holidays, ho ho, hell no. Mm And I feel like your my wife is pumping her fist. She's so aggy around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I'll be feeling like it's like from the family that you come from, like the traditions that you come from, whether those are good traditions or bad traditions, like the holidays don't always be as um, cheery and festive for everybody. Mm-hmm. And some people, you know, boundaries, they get around their family and they'd be like, I just turn into a little kid again. Yeah, everything I do is disrespectful because you know how black aunties is, girl. Mm-hmm. Everything you do is disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so we're going to talk to the people about how to maintain their boundaries, they, they peace, their sanity as they visit these holiday aunties traveling across America and whatnot. Yeah, child, boundaries. boundaries. And that's why I think it's important to also, you know, I think people have different, you know, experiences, but I think mm-hmm. that's why it's so important to start your own traditions with your own you know, your own partner, you whether that be wife, girlfriend, fiance, who it is, starting your own tradition just so you can reframe your mind, your mindset. But having these mm-hmm. boundaries in place can, you know, you can develop a new experience for the holidays. Mm-hmm. You get a second chance. So I think that's very, very important. So with boundaries, we're going to talk about all the boundaries, um, but we're, of course, going to start with an activity um, to help you. Yes, one of my favorite activities to do with my couples. As you all know, I am a life and relationship coach specifically for queer black women, you know, but and also inclusive to all the peeps who need to hear the truth from me, who who need to receive the blunt tea. Okay. 
that's a show that's gonna come come on coming soon because that's just a cute title anyway i played this game called gnaw n-a-h period with my couples now when i'm going through it with them it's three levels but because time and all of that good stuff y'all gonna have to subscribe to my website subscribe to my newsletter to get the second and third levels but i'm gonna go through the first one so what you want to do you want to start off with your partner get into a comfortable you know casual playful type of um, environment stand smooth all that good stuff because this exercise is helping you to say and hear no So this is creating, maintaining, and reinforcing those boundaries, honest communication, and autonomy of self. I talk a lot about how couples are just really blended together and, you know, they're just this one unit that goes together and feels the same things and just how that's unrealistic to keep on going through. And once you're able to say no to your partner and it not be this, you know, big old blow up thing, um, life just gets so much better. The relationship gets a lot easier and the friendship begins to really, really build. So you want to set a timer for five minutes for level one. And what you're going to do is go through your superficial asks or the small daily decisions, lazy tasks or chores that you may have. Like think anything that's surface level for you, um, bad roommate habits or pet peeves, um, One of my pet peeves is clearing off the microwave. I hate seeing time on the microwave. And my wife, she's not bothered by that at all. So during this activity, one of the things that I'll ask her is, hey, babe, can you turn off the microwave? You left some time on it. And she'd be like, no. And I'm like, okay. And then I go to the next pet peeve. Um, Another one is all of the lights on. She'd be like, can you turn off the light? No. And, you know, you're just going back and forth. These are, this is level one. So it's it's playful still. It's superficial. It's nothing that's going to make you all, you know, hit a nerve or go too deep too quickly or anything like that. Because you already may be feeling a little bit anxious or, you know, defensive playing a game like this, saying no and hearing no all of these times. But we're just keeping it light. That's why level one is level one. Um, And then... After that, you do a debrief and you just ask yourself, okay, well, how did I feel when I heard no? How was it to say no? What's the most prevalent emotion that I'm feeling right now? Um, What was a surprise that you got out of the activity? Just ask yourself different debriefing questions. But moral of the story is ask each other questions that are surface level, playful, where you can be like, no, nah, nope, nothing that's too deep. Have fun with it and it'll begin to open up that that conversation and that connection of being able to be your own person and have your own, you know, desires and things that you're unwilling to do. And it's not an issue for your relationship. It's not threatening to your marriage to tell your partner no, because it's some women. It's some people out here that can't hear no. Um, I am one of them. <laughs> I don't like hearing no, but through this activity, I've learned how to hear no um, and also how to ask questions in different ways you know so it gets the creative juices flowing if you give it the chance you can find more about that activity in my newsletter this week and also on social media at queer black wives and also the real coach india i'm sure Brittany will repost or share it too so temple gems is another place that you can see this activity and i'll go through up to level one subscribe if you want to see level two and three Yes, I was over here cracking up. (laughs) 
girl, the 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 time on the microwave, I'd be like, girl, I do not care about that. Bro. Girl, get away from me. Don't. She'd be like, what, I left time on the microwave? And I'd be like, oh, you know you left time on the microwave. You just be doing this stuff. But I had a roommate in college, and it was just, we were really good friends. And then all of a sudden, you know how they tell you, you need to hang out with your roommate so the relationship can stay, you know, amicable and you can mm-hmm. know each other. And what 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 the other ones got going on, we had stopped hanging around each other. I got online, and it was like, I had this new girlfriend. I was out. I was gone. It's like once I became an AKA, it was like I was just doing different things. And then I met my wife at the time. So we were just real absent in each other's lives after like the second year. And girl, I came home one day and it was like 68 minutes and 37 seconds on the microwave. (laughs) What? And I was like, come on, man. Like, (laughs) are we really doing this right now? Are we really? Are we here? Are we truly here? I just and ever since then it has been the hottest freaking button. Okay. And Therese, my wife don't care, y'all. She's the original gangster. She's like, bitch, please. Girl, me. She is me. I do she not care me. about that. But then I get mad when Ashley leaves the uh the light above the stove. What do you need that on at midnight for? That's Go the night bed. light. You That's don't need a night light. You upstairs. Turn that off. You running the bill up. See, see, see how stupid it is, but it pisses me off. So now I understand. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm like that too. I love that light above the oven. I can see the stove. I don't got to cut on the big light. Girl, I leave that light on all night. And Tree said the same thing. Babe, why you got the light on? Did you, you cooking? You planning to cook? I don't, Where are you going in the middle of the night? You don't need that. Off. But she will have her laptops open. My wife got 50 million laptops, y'all. She got screens all in our apartment. It's screens everywhere. Every single screen is on at 2 o'clock in the morning. Why? Why she can't cut that off? No. Mm. Pet peeves. Learn how to say no to your partner. Because <laughs> they need to hear it. <laughs> I cannot, but I think it's important to start off with what actually, what a boundary is actually. Yeah. Um, so there's a good book. It's called set boundaries, find peace. Um, and I've never read a book about boundaries before getting this book. So I think it's a good initial start for people who are struggling with boundaries or people who just would like to know more about them. Um, and it's by Nidra Glover Taiwab, I think. Um, but she basically says that boundaries are needs or expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a good, just initial definition that you just to, if you never, if you don't know exactly what it is. Um, so she has about six boundaries and there are four that I feel like we should touch on today. Okay. And those are intelligence, intelligence bound. And can I talk <laughs> intelligence, <laughs> emotional, physical, and material. Um, so which one do you want to start off with? Ooh. Okay, it was intelligence, emotional, physical, and what else? Material. Material. What's material? Material um, boundaries? So material is basically like if um your partner or someone around you borrows your stuff, <gasps> enters your home, goes through you in your refrigerator, in your pantry, things oh, like oh, that. No. Oh no! We listen. We're gonna start there because the holidays is coming up, and <laughs> yes. y'all aunties is gonna be in y'all kitchen. And what this, what my family doesn't understand is that we don't cook the same. Mm-hmm. And so when when they would come over and I would be hosting, my mom would be like, "Well, India, where is your this? Where is your that, Mama? I don't use that. We don't eat that. And I told you to stop eating that. Well, how you gonna flavor the greens if you ain't got none of the? Oh my God, yes." Mom. 
Like I had no idea how closely I regarded my kitchen mm-hmm. and, and my spices and my ingredients and you know your refrigerator door just Girl. until I started really hosting my family holiday stuff. It was mm-hmm. like, baby, did they did they? Oh my God. Did you? And she like, yes, no, no, yes. I put it up. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. And I think it's important to say that most people don't know that what they're doing is perceived as, you know, wrong. Mm-hmm. They don't know until you tell them. So I think we get mad because they should know this. They should know this. And a lot mm-hmm. of people, they don't know. But as soon as you let them know, it is then their choice to agree or disagree. But now the boundary is in place. Um, so with that, I think a lot of people, if they don't know, I feel like starting off statements with I need, I feel, or mm-hmm. I expect um, is, is helpful for people. And then you, you kind of know, like if someone, you know, if they are really, if they really respect you, if they are like, okay, I understand, you know, I can't get mad about it. This is your house. These are your seasonings. <laughs> this is your what? kitchen. <laughs> aunties though and this is not even to say my aunties I feel like I was really blessed to get into a to be born into a family of of progressive people and even when I am the only progressive one they still support me like Mm -hmm. they'd be like oh yeah no India's eating kale so we're gonna have kale instead of greens this holiday season (laughs) and man boy oh boy people be mad as hell bro Mm -hmm. like what what do you mean but my family is is amazing. Um, they have been amazing. And I feel like a double layer, though, is some of us out there don't have, a, you know, a family that's accepting and supportive and, you know, having your identity and you being a queer woman or a lesbian woman, a bisexual woman, and maybe even possibly bringing a partner or having a partner, you know, as you're hosting for the holidays, it's, it's like a double layer of boundaries because maybe you're just now getting into the, they're accepting me or they're not saying anything too disrespectful out loud. Mm -hmm. And now I'm trying to be a gracious host and they're in here doing this stuff or they're overstaying or overusing or, you know, what have you. And it's like, okay, do I really want to rock the boat? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're getting along so well until I saw you put a cup of salt up in them greens. Oh, God, did you measure that? <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Interesting. Wait, has somebody put seasoning, like, in a, the big bucket or just their own? Oh, no, what do you mean? What What is a big bucket? I mean, you know how we use those big, <laughs> the big pots. I call them buckets. They big pots, they blue ones, and they blue. Uh, uh, Not like, they blue I swear they've been blue since I was young. So you're talking about like your pot of greens or are you talking about their own? No, I'm really when we're cooking, it's like, quote unquote, mine, but we're all cooking together. So it's okay. like a my family comes with pots. My mom will come with <laughs> pots and pans. And okay. I I feel so bad because I'm like trying to use these examples and not make it sound like my family. People are going to be like, no, I bet that really is India's family. No, my family no. is really cool. <laughs> No, I, I know what you mean. And I think I think as black and I'm not I don't want to make it so narrow, but I feel like boundaries are very hard with black families. I'm just going to put it out there. I just feel like because the way that we were raised when we were younger is you re- you have to respect your elders. Yes. You everything is disrespectful. Yes. You have you can't speak up. You can't say how you really feel. Um, 
And I feel like once you start to learn your personality and things like that, the older that you get, you're able to navigate mm -hmm. and express yourself and articulate what you mean without coming off as disrespectful. But whatever you said when you was younger, if you had a difference of opinion, it was disrespectful. Right. So they can't see you outside of that sometimes, unless, like you said, they are progressive. Mm -hmm. um, so but you have to be honest with yourself. If things are bothering you, it can mess up experiences like Thanksgiving where you don't want to come back. So it's important for you to speak up and speaking on the queer topic. If you are navigating this holiday season as someone who is I don't want coming out or, you know, finally stepping into your power. Mm hmm. You definitely have to start setting boundaries because people say smart ass shit all the time. Like I remember my mom was like, she called me a carpet muncher oh, or she wow. would, and she was, we're very playful. Mm -hmm. But when someone is coming around who does not know us like that, it can be offensive. Mm -hmm. So I, I set a boundary and I was like, mom, that's not appropriate. That can make someone feel uncomfortable. And she was like, oh, I didn't mean to. Like, it was just something, you know, you know, we always play around. And I was like, I definitely understand, but. I don't want them to feel like that. So then they came in the conversation and they weren't offended, mm -hmm. but it was it was on my half to protect, you know, my partner at that time and just put a boundary there so that no one felt uncomfortable. And then we continued the holiday. But it was if it wasn't for me, I don't know how that person would have felt. She yeah. may have, she may have took it out on me. But I feel that's why I feel like it's important to say stuff. But also, I know how hard it is around around families like. I have another relative, like I tried to speak to them about, you know, setting a boundary and they were basically like, well, you, you your parents did the best they could, whatever. You got to keep Ooh. it moving. And I was like, now I know I, that I, I can't navigate that relation with you because you're closed. Mm -hmm. But I know other family members, you know, be fine. So you have to see who you, you have to assess the situation basically. Mm -hmm. So it can be very, very hard. But oh, yeah, Whew. I feel like I am a very pushy person. Mm -hmm. And maybe when I was younger, I feel like and I think my sister has said this to me before, too. But she's like, you just get on board with stuff and that's just who you are and what you're doing. And we all got to be OK with it and accept it or else we don't love you or we're this <laughs> this type of person. Uh-huh. And I, I want to say, I feel like we were adults when we had this conversation. And I was like, yeah, because it's not my job to make you comfortable. Like, mm -hmm. and if you don't like something that I'm doing, you can accept it and still not like it and also still love me. So I don't understand, you know, where the argument here is coming from. So, you know, maybe that came from when I was a kid and I was just, you know, I don't, I guess I don't know what kind of kid I was. <laughs> I just wanted to do what I wanted to do and I didn't care what people thought. And so as an adult in my family, it's like nobody really says anything to me. Like I was the first one who came out, came out quote unquote. Um, really, I just popped up with a girlfriend, but <laughs> <laughs> nobody said anything. And since then, it's a couple of people, um, cousins that I have that's come out as, um, gay or lesbian bisexual what have you and their parents like are upset girl mm -hmm. and i'm like now nah, i didn't been i've been married for damn this six years i didn't know you felt this way you know so it's like i don't know how to teach this yet mm -hmm. i'm 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 exploring i'm experimenting i'm discovering um that's kind of why coaching is so fun because i just naturally 
possess this okay no this is who i am Mm -hmm. i don't care nothing about your experience and sometimes that's a good thing sometimes it's a bad thing you know as an aquarius i always get the oh you're so detached you're so what have you but i just Mm -hmm. be like it's not it's not the end of the fucking world it's not a big deal i like tits okay Mm -hmm. so have they ever acted any different towards you no, never. Okay. And I was shocked when I heard because even when before we moved to California, we were still like a couple hours away because we were in Indy. But, you know, I would hear stuff like, yeah, no, such and such did this and said this. And it was a whole big thing. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. They would never. They would. And maybe it's girl because I'm confrontational because I wish I <laughs> wish a bitch would. OK, yeah. I fights all the fights, honey. Me and my sister, we joke around. But honey. They'd be like, yeah, no, somebody's treating such and such bad and she's scared. She doesn't want to say anything. Do you want us to call him? Because <laughs> we can't. You need, listen, call me, DM me if you need me to text people for you, call people back for you, leave voicemails. Honey, oh, there's no M-G. fight that I back down from. I know you're not trying to treat them bad. Oh, you done fucked with the wrong them, honey. OMG. Because they know me. Yes. And you know what? It, it could definitely, definitely be different just because you're you're not their child. And I Ooh. feel like there's a lot of processing that goes on when it is your own child compared to stepping on the outside and being like, okay, this is our family. But when it is your child, I think it's just not saying that it's right. It's just different. It's a lot to process. And then you know, if you want to throw religion in there, that's another layer Ooh. to process. Um, I mean, my mother finally came around probably 10 years after I told her. Wow. She didn't. It's not like she hated me. Our relationship was off. Like I went to prom with the girl. Mm-hmm. Like it was my mom didn't come outside the house. My mom didn't take pictures. She just this is what it was. And I think my mom is not an overly religious person, but her traditions and morals came from religion. So it was very hard for her to accept it. And then when she realized that it wasn't going to go away is when she started. Because at first it was you're ruining my vision for you you um you're not going to be everything that i i imagine f- for you mm-hmm. you know you're not going to fulfill the destiny that i want for you but once you she started to realize that i was my own person and i was going to do whatever i wanted to do because at 16 or 17 i did not have the words to articulate that this is who i am and i don't care that you don't mm-hmm. like that. i didn't have that i was the you know the firstborn i always made the right decisions but as an adult i was able to articulate as, after i went to college i was able to articulate that this is who I am. And if you want to be a part of my life, you're going to have to deal mm-hmm. with it. Basically. This is what you're signing up for. Yeah. So she finally came around. Like, and sometimes I feel like she loved Ashley more than me. Bruh. Like she, before she asked about me, she asked about Ashley and Ashton. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, but I've had to have very strong boundaries with, with my family just for various of things so i've had lots and lots and lots of practice <laughs> i've had to have in, uh, boundaries like regarding intelligence emotional even physical like i've had a lot of practice this is why i i think it's very 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 important um have you ever had an issue with physical boundaries so physical boundaries are basically like if you don't like to be touched mm. Not necessarily an issue. Again, I feel like I was a confrontational kid. And so, you know, those the the uncles or the, the older cousins that want to hug you, don't touch me or I will break your hand. I no. You no, used to say you. that I will break yes. your hand. Yes, girl. I was off the chains, but I just I was a very vibey child. Okay. I would look at people and be like, mm-mm, I'm not going over the head, girl. How's you? Mm-mm. 
I'm Lisa daughter. Don't touch me. Thank you. It's nice to see you again. Like, I no. Wanna, I want to meet your mom. Girl, <laughs> and get away from my mama because I'm crazy for her too. It's just Lord. no. But now as an adult, I feel like the only times that I've like felt physical, like unsafety, I was walking home one day and I felt somebody walking behind me. And you know how it's like, mm, no, this person is walking behind me. Like, we're not walking in the same direction. If I turn, you're going to turn. Like, that's how it felt. Mm-hmm. Girl, I must have turned around. And it was this boy I went to high school with. Not high school, uh, elementary school with. And I turned around. But before I saw him, I had already said, are you following me? No, you did. <laughs> Girl, yes, I did. I had my keys in my hand. I was going to beat the hell out of whoever it was that was back there. And I said, Jeremy. Come on, you walking me home. Wait, is this in LA? No, this was oh. in Hammond, girl. Oh, I was like, what? But yeah, physical, physical boundaries. Nah, I've been good. I've been good. <laughs> I never told somebody I was going to break their hand. I will break your hand. <laughs> but I, if I don't know you, I don't like to be hugged. Like some people um, are like, oh, I'm huggers. I don't, if I don't like you, I don't want to be touched. Like, I just feel like it's something... Kind of like my house, like it's a mm. sacred space. So you touching me and embracing me. And if I don't know you and I don't know what you, what spirits are on you, or I don't want you in my, I don't know. I feel like that's just a, like you are breaking boundaries. Like you, I feel like people should ask or extend an arm. Like we ain't shaking hands right now, I guess, because of COVID either. Right. But I really don't want you to hug me. Like, I don't know. I've always been really bit weird about that if I don't know you. See, I may be an offender of that. Because I am a hugger and I will be like, hi, I'm India. I'm a hugger. And, you know, some people be like, oh, hey, no, I don't. mm -mm." And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Like, you know, elbow or, you know, whatever. This, of (laughs) course, pre-COVID. But I would say I was a hugger. And that's so funny because in the, but again, it's vibey for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't mind handshakes. I don't mind, you know, first meeting hugs and stuff like that. So long as your vibe is right and like, I don't feel weird in your, in your presence. Yes. And I think that's, that's, that's an important thing to say. Like, it's also assessing, like, what do you feel when you are around that person? When you first meet them, if you're getting good vibes, then hey, Mm -hmm. I would be open to it. But there are just some creepy people. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I don't, I do not want to be in your underneath your arms. No, I'm good, bro. No No. church hug, no hugs, nothing. I will break your hand. That needs to be the name of this episode. Don't touch me. I'm going to break your hand. (laughs) Because I used to be dead ass serious. And I used to be like, no, India's crazy. Mm -mm. Don't play with her. She don't like to play like that. I will break your hand. Oh, my Girl, no. Okay. I want to. Okay. The intelligence one is interesting Mm -hmm. to me. Tell me about that one. So the intelligence one is basically if, like, let's say me and you have two different views. Mm-hmm. But I keep pushing my views on you and I keep diminishing the value of what you're trying to say because what I'm saying is more important. Girl, if that's not the number one battle that all of our queer peeps going home for the holidays are about to be fighting. Mm-hmm. I like, think that with emotional. And is I was just. The, yes. Okay. So intelligence. How do we, how do we maintain, how do we create, maintain and, and, you know, reinforce or strengthen boundaries in this area? Because. Holy hell, do, don't we need it? So the, it's so funny because the exercise that I had saw was like basically about COVID. So mm-hmm. if we talk about that in the holidays, um, so let's say you're hosting Thanksgiving and, but you're inviting like 30 people 
mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, you need to let go. Like we're all vaccinated. You know, it's going to be fine. I'm inviting our grandparents who are like 60 years old. And I'm like, India, I don't think that that um, is smart. I don't, and I'm not trying to diminish your intelligence, but I don't think that that is something that is good for all of us just because of COVID. We could all get sick. We could all spread it around. Um, and But you you are intelligent in the fact saying that we all are vaccinated. And I'm saying like, it's still not safe because we could still get it. But I, you keep pushing on me and I'm pushing on you. And I think if you set firm boundaries, like, hey, I will not be there because that is not good for me and my family. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of navigating the space of it's not really who's right or who's wrong. It's you setting a boundary of I'm not OK with this and this is what I'm going to do because I'm not OK with it. Yeah. And then it's, it's up to you to either change what you're going to do or just continue. Control what you or control who and what you can control and don't exert your energy mm-hmm. trying to argue back and forth because the COVID conversation is ultimately going to turn into the way you gay. And it's going to be like, okay, and you <laughs> got six kids and seven baby daddies. And then that's going to turn into, well, such and such to do this when they get married. And how many times have you been married? No. Yes. Oh, wow. How much advice? Honey. Such a deep whale of, of knowledge. <laughs> and okay. So ra- rounding up our tips for the intelligence uh, <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> Control who and what you can. <laughs> yes, controlling what you can do in this situation. Um, n- neither one of you, I feel like I always say, no one is wrong. But how you deliver the information, is it's that is the key indicator in a lot of conversations. Like, Brittany, people be wrong. People be, <laughs> see, no. no, no I feel no. like some, there's, there's so, some people are right and just a little bit. I don't like to diminish people's opinions and if they're not, a lot of people don't have opinions that are not based on facts, though. That's the thing. And they be about other people's yes. lives or experience mm-hmm. or existence. And that's that's where I'm like, Brittany, no, people be wrong because you you cannot tell me about me. Yes. Well, you gay, you going to hell. Says who? Yeah. Well, the Lord. Your Lord? <laughs> what does this Lord have to do with me? You don't even know what religion I am. You don't know what I believe. So Definitely. for you to think you telling me I'm going to hell sounds absurd. It no, they're not absurd. right about that. I'm talking about the COVID thing. <laughs> but regarding personal issues, no. I feel like we definitely need to set stronger boundaries on people. Basically, I don't even know what, trying to force their beliefs on us. Like, you can't mm-hmm. do that. Like, if I don't want to be straight and lay with a man, you can't force that on me. I don't care how many scriptures you read me. I don't care how many churches you take me to. I don't care how many suitors you bring to the house. If I don't want to be with a man and I don't want that life, that's not going to change. Like you complaining and bitching is what I'm saying to me. That's It's not going to change my attraction to women that you think is an affliction. It's not It's not going to go away. Did you and say I, suitors to the house? Yeah, I did say suitors. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, listen, my mom used to be like, I have a nice African doctor for you. I said, what does he want? What does he want with me? Um, Wait, what is, does he need a nurse at that Am time? I sick? Are you trying to <laughs> tell me something? <laughs> I, she's like, he can give you good babies. That's great. I do not want them babies. Okay. And why is that always the rationale? Well, have you had sex with a man? Girl. Have you had sex with a woman? <laughs> I I would be a fly on the wall. You are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you know this 16-year-old India working at McDonald's, this guy? 
well, how do you know that you're gay if you've never had sex with a man? I said, well, how do you know you're straight if you've never had sex with a man? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, sound dumb, don't it? <laughs> crazy. Oh, and you know what's so crazy is that I was a golden star for so long. I think until I was like 20, I want to say about 24. And oh, I was wow. like, and I, I had broken up with some one of my girlfriends and I was just like, you know what? My mom is always saying, you never know until you have sex with a man. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I did it. And it was the worst experience of my life. Girl, be like so it. I am here to tell you that you do not need to have sex with a man in order to figure out that you're fucking queer gay, okay? You don't have no, to put you yourself don't. through it. Boundaries. <laughs> is that a physical? <laughs> no, physical I was accepting boundaries. of it. So it's not a boundary, but... I, oh Lord, that is hilarious. The things that people force on you. I'm just like, no, I I don't need that. But leading into that is emotional. And to me, I feel like even in, I'll start with relationships. I feel like the emotional boundaries and relationships, it's a big thing because it's like, so basically an emotional boundary is where you set in stone, like I feel, or I need, or I expect when mm-hmm. someone tries to break your emotional boundaries. So let's say me and you are together and I'm saying I'm so stressed. I'm so emotional. I feel like I'm brought to break down and you tell me it's not the end of the world. It's not a big deal. You need mm-hmm. to get up off your ass and go do, 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 do. You're diminishing that person's experience. Mm-hmm. You can't tell them how to feel. Just like someone can't tell us how to navigate our lives as queer women an emotional boundary needs to be put in place by me because you're trying to diminish how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as partners, we do it a lot. Not even thinking like, I'm kind of diminishing the fact that you are kind of stressed because of this. That wouldn't stress me out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm on go. Like that, that wouldn't stress me out, but I'm not you. Mm-hmm. So I need you to tell me like, Brittany, I feel like this and I need you to respect the fact that I feel like this and I just need to be comforted by you. And I think that's another thing that's important is you set a boundary and tell them what you expect or need from them. Cause that's helpful for your partner. Cause Mm -hmm. shit, like I said, we don't know what the hell we don't know. (laughs) And sometimes it's like, if you don't know what you're feeling, but you know, like the, the big emotion or the state, like, I'm just sad. I don't know. I haven't discovered yet why I'm sad or where it's coming from, how long I'll be sad. You know, I'm just here and I don't need you to make it better. I don't need no solution. I'm just going to get underneath the bed. I'm going to lay on the floor. I'm okay. This is fine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that person, I'm talking about my wife because I say that often. I'm just going to lay down on the floor. I'm just on the floor. On the confidence roller coaster, girl. I'm low. I'm low, low. All right. And she's like, okay. Well, you don't need anything. No, I don't need anything. Thanks. And she's really good about, you know, just letting me go through it. Um, but being able to articulate exactly what's going on is not always, you know, in my wheelhouse. So, mm-hmm. you know, just being able to even give the general, hey, this is what's going on. I'm frustrated because of this. Has nothing to do with you. But just know that at any point, I might just cuss a motherfucker out. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Okay. Don't take it personally, though. I'm, I'm letting you know I'm about to explode. And I love that because, oh, God, it's so aware. It's awareness is amazing to know your strengths. Like, I'm very good at articulating how I feel. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I will pinpoint you probably be like, damn, it's kind of weird. 
And I didn't used to be like this, but where my partner is the complete opposite. She ex had, knows what emotions she's experiencing, but she doesn't know exactly why. Mm -hmm. So I feel like what you said earlier is, I'm this. I don't know why I'm this. That's helpful for your partner. Like, I don't know why I'm like this. I'm like this. And it might be, let me be by myself or I need this from you. So I think that mm -hmm. that's important. That is it's deep. I mean, even though it's so small, it's very deep. And it's... Mm -hmm articulating something that shit i may not have not known mm -hmm. so i think like, like a um uh, i'm sorry what were you saying no i was just talking i mean in my head you know <laughs> <laughs> Brittany, that is called rambling yeah you know that, that word <laughs> i didn't start doing that to you now i'm just like <laughs> I, I am i am such a rambler girl and i will take us on a tangent <laughs> Lord. But no, I think like a lot of everything else that, you know, goes into the work that we do, self-love, self-care, all that good stuff, relationships, interdependent relationships that are healthy and thriving, all starts with the self. And mm -hmm. so do boundaries. Mm -hmm. It's like if you aren't, you know, creating boundaries for yourself, then you're always going to be rubbing up against another person's boundaries and feeling like, oh, I can't talk about this with such and such. Oh, I guess I can't hug my nephew no more. Oh, I guess I can't. You know, it feels like, you know, other people's boundaries are happening to you when you don't have any of your own. You know, it starts with you. Maintaining them starts with you. If you know your grandma always says something slick to you about something, if you just let her say it and, you know, you're going to sweep it under the rug, accept that that's going to be your path of interaction with your grandma. And if mm -hmm. you don't like that, think about a different way to approach it. Think about a different way to interact with her. Think about something and say, hey, grandma, you always say this. And I know you think it's funny. And I know you think I think it's funny because I've been laughing for the past 15 <coughs> years. But really, you hurt my feelings. Like if we could just not even talk about that, that would be so appreciated. You don't have to say anything. I know it can be awkward. That's all I wanted to say. Happy Thanksgiving. I love you. All right, I'm going to go help do whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, don't, re not don't require anything of other people, but, you know, just let them know, hey, this is something new that's, that we're doing together. It's not new for me. I've always felt this way, but together, this is something new that we're doing. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to let you know. And that's it. You ain't got to say nothing. You ain't, you ain't got to hug me. You ain't got to cry. My family is a big family of cries. You don't got to do that. <laughs> We're okay. All right. I'm going to go. But that starts with you. You know what you need. You're aware of it. Um, it's like boundaries are there for you, by you. It's like a FUBU. Mm -hmm. For us, by us. Okay? For me, by me. I'm mm -hmm. doing this to keep me where I need to be. And the holidays bring up so much around everything. You know, you get together with family and notice fam some family members aren't there because they've passed on or they've moved or they're in a, you know, in jail or, you know, something like that. So brings out a lot of different emotions. And if you can keep yourself together, mm -hmm. you'll get through it. So, 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 so much better. So much better. But I think also set, I, I love that example of how you said it. Um, but also releasing your attachment to the outcome. Oh Yes. Because girl granny, I can guarantee you, she probably does not know that what she's doing is offensive. Nope. So if she stays mad or she's offended for a while, don't, don't, that's not you. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Release your attachment to the outcome of whatever is going to happen. You did your part. Mm -hmm. So for you, by you, you did your part. Keep it moving. Because yep. when you release your attachment to it, you did the best that you could do. And I feel like for self-love, self-worth, self-care, 
we're all out here trying to do the best that we can. Mm-hmm. Just winging it. <laughs> and some <laughs> shit, and some days it'd be, it'd be good, and some days you're like, fuck, I'm going to have to try that again tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to try and it a different way. What an adventure. What an adventure to be on. How exciting. Girl, mm, I fuck up daily. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. You got anything else for the people? No, no. I think this is amazing. I feel like we definitely learned a lot about each other and different ways to implement new boundaries. So I'm excited about Oh, absolutely. About that. I love it. Yes. I do yes. Um, three affirmations just to end with going into this holiday season. I am strong. I am brave. I am enough. I am strong. I am brave. I am enough. Happy Turkey Day, y'all. Bye, bye, bye. We went so hard every night and day, and now we Thank you for tuning into this episode of Queer Black Girlfriends. If you have a topic you want us to discuss or a question about a situation you want our thoughts on, please submit it by following the link in our bio on Instagram at Queer Black Wives. While you're there, make sure to follow me and Brittany at The Real Coach India and Temple underscore Gems, respectively. Lastly, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It's the easiest way to support the show. Love you, Kay. Bye. 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 Bye.